You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, welcome to episode 23 of the Hockey Evan Podcast. Uh, last episode, we went through our power rankings. This episode, we're going to cover some more teams, some teams we think that are you know underperforming, maybe starting to pop off and perform better than what we thought they would. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the trade that happened a little bit, uh, and maybe if we have some time at the end, some teams that we think are already write-offs for the year. So having said that, before we start uh, the episode, Zane, Ben, how has your uh week's been here since our since our last episode what have you guys been up to uh well i just got done with a huge presentation and a test back to back in class so i am just Ooh. happy to be on the podcast here and yeah uh, yeah how'd how, how you do in the test uh, t- tbd tbd, <laughs> we'll <see>. TBD. We'll <laughs> <see>. <laughs> okay yeah for sure what about you zane what have you, what have you been up to well i've been following the nhl season pretty closely and uh, i think for all three of us all of our teams are doing well, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, compared to last year, like at the end of the year, we talked about how all three of our teams just kind of sucked and didn't make the playoffs. Like none this of them is, made the playoffs. This is yeah, much better. We're off to a much better start. start. This could have gone yeah. a lot worse for even one of us, let alone yeah. all three of us, you know, having good starts and are, we're happy with where our team's at, the standings. Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's a real good sign, and it's. I hope it keeps up. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I agree. Well, me personally, I just had my birthday. Did uh, some had a, had a party. Pretty pretty had a lot of fun. Pretty pretty sweet. You guys. Happy were, birthday, you know... Grayson. Happy birthday, Grayson. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The big two four. Now I'm feeling real old. Almost I'm almost halfway to thirty. You're in your mid twenties now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. Uh, and then I look at some of these hockey players who are like twenty, popping off, and I'm like, what have, what have I what am I doing with my life? Yeah, it, so. I, I feel that as well. I, when I turn 21, I look, I'm like, shit, Pedersen's 19. When you yeah. when it, it's like, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. So for this episode, uh, that some of the teams that we've identified, I know I ended last episode, I said I was going to dive into Tampa. And I kind of did the same thing with, I did Tampa, uh, went and got collected a whole bunch of stats for Toronto, uh, Dallas. I got some Calgary stats. I also grabbed some Montreal stats because they're doing pretty well uh vegas carolina um yeah so some other teams maybe we'll talk about who are kind of playing really well right now are the new york islanders philadelphia flyers and the florida panthers so if any of those teams that i just mentioned uh you're a fan of you follow them this is going to be a pretty good episode for you because we're gonna talk about all those teams how we feel about them if we think they're for real we think that they're you know they're just going through phases some rough patches uh yeah. So with that being said, uh, should we start with Tampa? Is that a good team to start with? Yeah, that's a great team to start with. All right. Let's let's get into Tampa. So first off, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on kind of like what you think is going wrong with them. And then I'll give you guys some stats and um, kind of we can kind of maybe try to dissect them. And maybe if 
your perception of the team is is changed for some of these stats. Does that that, that sound fair? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So who wants to start? Give me give me your thoughts on on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, this is the first you know real adversity that they're kind of going through since like what two years ago. Like they from the start from the playoffs. They had none last now. year. They had yeah. none last year throughout the season, and you know the playoffs happened, and everyone knows what happened. They got swept by Columbus, and now their season hasn't started well. So, you know that organization is trying to figure out what's going on, and it's going to be very interesting to see like, what trades they make coming up, because uh, I think they'll make probably make one before before Christmas. You think they're going to make a trade before Christmas? I could see that happening if things are. Well, what, you know, do, what do you think they're targeting? Like, average? Uh, D-man forward. What do you What do you think they go after? Oh, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, they, they, on paper, they have everything they need. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's why it's so tough to you know judge. Like they have forwards, they have depth forwards, they have the the top end defensemen. They have some like decent, maybe some, maybe some better like depth defensemen. Do they need to target a new coach? But they did, like, they brought in Shattenkirk. New I, I don't know about the coach. Because they the just coach, signed him to an extension. Right? Yeah, and he just I won know. You know, the Jack Adams, right? But his team got better, and they just... It's way too early to talk about this, but if it goes on the year like this, I mean, that team should not be missing the playoffs, not be on the bubble for the playoffs. That team should be leading the NHL in points as they did last year. It's it's really weird, and I, I, I'm sure they'll get it figured out, but I think Grayson's going to give us some stats that are a little bit frightening. I, I so I do think that there is coaches that should be fired in this league. I don't think John Cooper is one of them. And I agree. I, I'm not saying that at all. It's just it's just really weird that the team with this much talent continues to struggle. And and it definitely has to do a little bit with Hedman being out. But even when he's been there and he's back, it's Hedman still, has only missed two great. games. Right. Right. He's only missed a couple games. And yeah. so I don't know. It's it's really well, strange. Okay. So. They've only played 15 games. They're they're outside of the playoffs right now. Um, they are currently eight five and two, which is a respectable record. They're over 500. They're playing all right. Um, their power play is 20 is running at 25.6 percent. It's currently fourth in the league. The troubling stat in special teams is their penalty kill. It's 75 percent and it's 25th worst in the NHL, which is for where they were last year quite a difference, quite a change. Um, if we look at Tampa's Corsi 4, it's actually under 50%. It's 48.8%, which is close to 50, but still, you think of what this team's dynamic is and, and the, all the skill and how they always possess the puck and they just, you know, were such great passers. I think this is a really troubling stat because you look at this team and how they want to play. They want the puck. They want to be in the offensive zone. And they want to use their skill to score goals. And if you don't have the puck uh, at least half the game, that's hard to do, right? So that's that caught me off, caught me off guard for sure. Um, so they're averaging only 30, 32 shots per game. And they're letting other teams shooting or shots against on average are 35. So they're they're getting out shot on average every game, which is a troubling stat too. It kind of goes with the course before. Uh, high danger chances for... They're actually 48.2% as well. So they're just under 50%, which means they're giving up more high dangerous chances than they are generating. Which, again, if you think of the Tampa Bay Lightning, that's uncharacteristic with the amount of firepower that team has. Now, these stats, those those two stats I just said, kind of reflect 
uh, the leaders on this team, the point leaders that you would you, that you would assume, right? If if you think about who would be second on this team in points, who would you, who would you think it is? Stamkos. Stammer. Yeah. So Stammer is currently leading the team in points, fifteen points in fifteen games. Then it would be Kucherov. Kucherov has thirteen points in fifteen games. Is not a point per game player, and he is tied with Kevin Shattenkirk at thirteen points in fifteen Shattenkirk. games. Shattenkirk. So now, what happened? The guy wins in after, Ross and he just wants to chillax. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's troubling, right? Because you were saying how they have a lot of depth forwards. I, they have depth, but it's not as you look around the league. It's it's pretty average depth. It's not like they have top end depth. Um, Braden Point has been fantastic. Depth, yeah, Braden Point's been pretty good. He's got eleven points in twelve games. He missed uh, the first couple games of the season, so he's you know getting in stride there. Victor Hedman has 11 points in 13 games. Um, and then after that, they don't have another player over 10 points. So wow. that's pretty uncharacteristic for Tampa, right? Next closest guys are Palat and Johnson at 9 points in 15 games. And then it drops to eight, the eight, a couple 8-point players. So um, that's troubling, I think. Uh, when you have only one guy as a point-per-game player, when you're lightning, you think about how that, that top line is so loaded and they're, you know, they, they kind of have the big four, the big four, I would say, with uh, Stammer, Cooch, Points, uh, and Hedman. You would expect to to lead the lead the way, right? Um, but they they they've been they've been they've been struggling a little bit. They they haven't you know produced like they have normally, and I think that lends itself to the uh, like the, the possession stats, the shot stats, uh, their 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 scoring chances. Um, you know, they're just not producing as much as they usually have been. And I think it's throwing them off. So, uh, that's to deal with the forwards. If we dive into the goaltending, it gets a little bit more interesting, actually. It, it, it hasn't been very good. So <laughs> what's up with the, the Tampa players? It seems like they take these fat contracts and then the very next year. Life in Florida. <laughs> yeah, life in Florida. They got their money life and they're Florida. just going to chill now. Like, uh, it's happened with uh, Alex Kalorn. It happened with. Um, it seems to be happening now with with guy like Kucherov. It seems to be happening with uh, Ryan McDonough. It seems to be happening with uh, now Vasilevsky because he, yeah. you know this is where you're going. The goaltenders. He just signed a nine and a half million dollar deal. Yeah, so he signed a nine and a half million dollar deal, and you don't want your nine and a half million dollar goalie. The league average in, in save percentage is nine hundred. Um, he's only got a nine oh five right now, so that's 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 problematic, right? You're not paying a guy nine and a half million dollars to be, you know, only what is it five percent over the league average? That's just not good. I can't um, believe the league average is nine hundred though. That's a little low. That is yeah, a little it, bit it low. Is, it it is pretty low. Um. Quality starts percentage he's given the team actually not bad. He's just six hundred in that. So if people don't know what that start stat is, if if you're kind of between uh, sixty and fifty three, um, or or sixty and up, uh, sorry, sixty and up is you're that's you're you're in the you're in the green there. That's good. You're mm-hmm. one, one of the best in the league. If you're between sixty and fifty three, that's kind of average. It's still good, but it it could be better. And then fifty three under is. 53 to, to 50 is your bad. And then if you're under 50, you're terrible. So um, he, he's given them, he's given them a couple, some pretty good starts, uh, starts, but his goal saved above average, which takes uh save percentage 
and shots faced, and it compares it to the league average and save percentage across the league, he's actually negative 1.16, which is not good. That is, you don't want to be in the red like that. And uh, I think that's troubling, right? Because they leaned, you could say Vasilevsky was one of their best players, top two players last year, right? Him and Kuch oh, yeah. were, he's always were, been were a, probably he's been yeah. a great goalie the past couple of years, absolutely. Yeah, he's never yeah. been under uh, a nine ten until now, and I think it's noticeable. You know, when he's face he's facing more shots. They don't have the, the puck as much. He's he's asked to being or he's being asked to be a little better than he normally has had to been, and I think that's it's just this perfect combination of storm where they're just not. The, the players aren't playing well as a unit. They're not making good passes. They're not controlling the puck. They're not carrying the puck into the offensive zone. Uh, and the goaltending has been not what it usually has been. And this is why I think they've come out, come out to this rough start. Now, they're still 8-5-2, and two, but that is a little bit uh, uh, worrisome. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's surprising and uh, not something you'd expect from that team and a team that's pretty good defensively and uh, you know, anytime a goalie struggles and, and a team defensively struggles, like it's hard to get out of, um, goalies, as we talked about, can be known as voodoo. Uh, I don't think that's the case here with him. He, no, he's been pretty so. consistent. Uh, it's just been, I think a tough, uh, tough stretch, tough run. And I think it'll turn around. I, that, that team is too good, uh, to struggle for much longer. Vasilevsky is a you know, top tier goal in this league. And, and I expect him to return to that form. And I expect this team yeah. by the end of the year to probably be right up there. Uh, absolutely. I, I expect them to have a division spot by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They should. Um, but it, I mean, it is, it is worrisome and it's probably good for Tampa to go through this. You know, they need some adversity. They need, they don't, they need to be able to fight through when shit doesn't go their way. Uh, Cause that's playoff hockey. Right. So, yeah. But this but some of these things need to get fixed because um and like you said you, you called the coaching. Maybe it's just a confidence issue with them right now, right? They got embarrassed last year in the playoffs by Columbus and maybe that just really affected their confidence as a unit. That swagger yeah. they had, right? Well, like we talked about happens. before, they'd never dealt with any adversity and and you know, they got swept and they didn't really have a chance to deal with the adversity cuz their season's over. Uh so maybe it transferred over a little bit into this year and now they're going to have to deal with it and uh, here we are. They're doing it now, and so it's still early. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see. That's for sure. One major bright spot with this roster is Kevin Shattenkirk, the buyout candidate yep. from New York, yeah, has signed huge. in Tampa and has 13 points in 15 games as a defenseman. That is. I'm surprised like, not being talked about more. Oh yeah, like, yeah. that's. Really oh, I saw that. I was really surprised. That's why I, I kind of asked you guys. Who would you assume is second on the team in points, right? <laughs> He's tied with Cooch, but I was like, that's that's pretty uh that's pretty crazy start. It right is there, crazy. So. Like that's this is the best start I think he's had. Or at least he, he's on pace for, for career numbers. At the ripe age of thirty. Yeah. So uh another thing I wanted to ask you guys or talk to you guys about was their wins and losses and, and who they've lost to and who they've won against, right? So I think I'm going to go through who they've lost against, who they've won against, and I want you two guys to try to keep mental note of some teams that you think that it's bad and which teams, you know, that like like try to keep track of which teams they, they shouldn't be losing against, okay? 
So losses so far. They're again, they're eight five and, and two, so they lost seven games. So Florida, they lost Carolina Hurricanes in OT. That was an OT loss. Ottawa Senators, Colorado Avalanche, Nashville in OT, the New York Rangers, and the Islanders. They've beat the Florida Panthers, the Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens. They beat Boston in a shootout, Pittsburgh, New Jersey in overtime, Buffalo, and Buffalo. So what you guys think about that kind of schedule there? Uh, well, they obviously shouldn't have lost to Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, or the Rangers, I think, right? Or the Rangers. The Islanders are the two passable since the Islanders are on fire. We'll guess Abs the are solid. Uh, they played the Abs when McKinnon or when uh, Randon was still there, yeah. right? Yeah, and Landeskog, yeah, and, and they got points. They got points off of Carolina and Nashville, which I think okay, well, those are okay. two good teams as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I, 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 they haven't lost games that they shouldn't be losing, but but Tampa Bay, well, they have lost to Ottawa, but. Tampa Bay is yeah, a team that we expect them. to yeah. beat the good teams too. So yeah. it's tricky, yeah, right? It is tricky, and I think they'll figure it out. They'll they'll be better. I, I can almost guarantee that they will be better. Yeah, like the other one I would kind of throw in there is like I would expect them to beat is Florida. Um, yeah, that's what I thought too. But that was like first second game of the year, so I kind of gave a pass there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Carolina. I think is I, I mean we you know how I think about Carolina. They lost them in overtime. I got a point. Nashville, Nashville's Nashville. They've been good for a while, so you know if they, if you lose to them, they all have time, especially in overtime. That's okay. Colorado is popping, uh, especially when they have Ranton and Lattice Cog and McKinnon on the lineup. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, they could easily be 10, uh, 10, 3 and two right now, right? Which looks a lot better if yeah. they if they just take games off Ottawa and uh, New York. Yeah, if we're talking strength of competition, though, wait till we get to the Leafs. Oh, I have them too, yeah. But uh, what do you guys think about the teams they've beaten? The, the Lightning, like Florida, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo was ranked pretty highly, right? They, well, that, they were was up the, the standings. that was the um, outdoor game, or not outdoor game, the European game. Yeah. That the, the NHL the like, barely even marketed along with their yeah. outdoor games. It was pretty popular in Sweden, though, I think. In Sweden, sure, but, like... it did well. You know, it's an 11 o'clock in the morning Friday yeah. game. Yeah, uh, people like, didn't even... People for fantasy didn't even put Hedman in their lineups because they didn't... They forgot he was they playing. They didn't realize, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard three people say that to me, so it was... It was kind of funny, but, uh, like, Toronto, obviously, we thought they were going to be a good team at the start of the year. They beat them. Boston, we know what they've done, and, and they, you know, took, took them to a shootout and beat them, but that's still impressive. Pittsburgh is usually pretty good. Um, Honestly, it sounds like it's too early to really, you know, make that huge judgment and count them out yet. Agreed. No, I, I definitely think they're going to come back. I think we're all in consensus there. Yeah. I yeah. just think if you look at the, I think the stats and everything, when you look at it, it kind of paints, it, it kind of gives you more context to the story of what's happening, right? It Agreed. gives you more, I don't, I think it's, it's fixable. It's not like this is not irreversible. They just need to have better possession numbers. They need a little bit better goaltending. And um, you look at their schedule and some of the teams they've lost against. It's okay. Like they're not. A, they're not. We paint them as this like big bad team that we thought was going to get like 110 points again. But I mean, every team is human. Sometimes you got to struggle. So uh, it's not like they're losing to god awful teams. Uh consistently they've only lost the two teams they probably you would expect them 100 percent to beat so um that was kind of the point i was trying and, to get across and like you so. said they're at a league low 15 games right so 
yeah league low 15 so and they're they're only like two points out of a playoff spot with that too so um yeah so that's tampa any any closing thoughts on tampa there they might win the cup <laughs> they might win the cup <laughs> i mean they might yeah but just sure. based on you know what last year st louis had a shit start not saying that this is bad like st. Louis this is a last. shit start for tampa let's this is real. a shit start for tampa bay yeah. And if they're able to overcome this adversity and come together as a team, watch out. You know, like in hockey, in sports, if you guys, if a team can get through something together and come out the other end stronger, it's it's real hard to take them down. Yeah, for sure. So the next team I want to try to talk about is the Dallas Stars. Uh, let's do Dallas. Yeah, let's do Dallas, and then we'll do Toronto. Um, so Dallas started the year; they were one and eight. We were shitting all over them. They are now 9-8-2. So, pretty massive swing turn of events, eh? Can you you tell me how how many goals their top two forwards have? Oh, we'll get to to that. Oh, I have that, yeah. (laughs) I read a stat on that today, and it was shocking. Do you want goals or points? Both. They're both shocking. They're, They're both pretty bad. Um... So, so guess who their top two point guys are? It's, one's got to be Rupe. One's got to right? be Sagan. Oh, you guys see? You guys one, two. Got them both. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but there it is. Rupe <laughs> Hintz shouldn't be their been... top freaking goal guy. No. Yeah, he's no. got nine goals and two assists, Hints. He's got 11 points in 16 games. So he's actually their best point-per-game player right now. Now, Sagan's got three goals, eight points, 11, and 19. Right, that is bad. He's shooting not, not. at 27% Rupe Hintz, so that's going to come down. So, That'll, yeah, regress so to who, me. But give me the, same give time, the next three. At the same time, Sagan's at a 5.1, and that's going to come up. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, give me the next three, like, in your mind. Who are you thinking? Well, it should be Dallas. Ben. It should be Ben. But it I should know be ben. He's, not, he's not there. He I, is I not, know how many goals not he even, Not even close. So give me give me the next three. Who do you think? Uh, Radulov. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Pavelski. Ten and nineteen. Sorry, Radulov has ten and nineteen. So, yep. and then you just said Pavelski. Yeah. Pavelski. Ten and ten and nineteen. Yep. And Klingberg. Uh, or has he yeah. been out? What about no, Heiskanen? Point points. Klingberg's wise. been Klingberg's been playing. Pretty sure. Yep. Klingberg's been be playing. There. He is not there. It's Heiskanen. I got it. Ten, ten and nineteen. So, so has Heiskanen been playing power play over Klingberg then? I am not sure. That is an interesting thing to think. I'm not I'll, sure. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Keep going. Look at that up. But but Klingberg is minus 10, four points in 17 games. Uh, that's that's kind of yikes, right? Um, Heiskanen has 10 points in 19 games as well. So Pavelski, Heiskanen, Radulov, all sitting there at 10 points. How about... Uh, where do we think our boy Jamie Ben Jamie is? Jamie Ben? Yeah, where do we think our well, boy Jamie Ben is? I know he has one goal, right? That's... He does only have one goal, yeah. How many assists does he have? I thought that he is had. The question. I thought he had like five, right? Five or six? Maybe it was six ben, points. Five ben, you're on it. But Jamie Ben, <laughs> oh, Ben's got cool, it. Man. The Ben connection. So he's got six points. The he's ben got connection. one goal, five, five assists. Six it's because in nineteen games, that's, Jamie that's Ben good. has six points. That is it, not good. I might have cheated a little bit. The Stars play the the Canucks tonight, so I've done a little bit of research. Oh, you did a little research. Okay, okay. Well, not research. I I read a lot of tweets, and I remember I was trying to remember it. I guess I got it, so we'll take it. You got it. As of right now, the recording of this podcast, the Stars defenseman on the power play is Essa Lindell. I have him in fantasy, though. That's sick. (laughs) 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 That's all I'm going to say. 
Yeah, I, I don't know, but those stats to me, like, if you don't have... They're not even close to any anybody being a point per game, right? No. And we're talking about how... Like the, this seems to yeah, be a common trend on that team. We're talking about how offensive... How offensively loaded their top two lines are compared to their bottom... You need your top guys to produce. And I know that they just got called out by Montgomery too, right? Um, and yeah. I think, and then I think he made an apology, which was weird, but uh, yeah, you, you'd expect them to be better. I, I'm, they need to be better. Like, especially Ben, that is unacceptable. Your captain, six points, 19 games. What's he making? Like nine and a half. Oh, he's making, yeah, he's making a lot of money. It's ridiculous. There's a guy making eight and a half in Edmonton. who has got 37 points. <laughs> <laughs> top yeah. of the league baby <laughs> <laughs> um okay so that's kind of their their point we we understand it's bad their 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 point guys uh let's go into some of the team stats okay so Corsi four possession stats they are 49.8 almost dead at 50 percent. which jamie that's, ben uh, has been a positive impactor on yes. their possession stats you so, could argue that jamie ben has been very unlucky by the way Yes. Yes, you, you could. You could also argue that. I'm not. I'm not saying like. Like yes, they've been bad. He needs to finish, but it could be a lot worse. You could um, also argue though that last year was a sign of things to come with his low point total. So there's yeah, there's yeah, yeah. You, you like that theory, don't you? <laughs> I do like that theory. I'm all over that. Uh, high danger chances for they're actually positive. So 51.9. They're they're getting more high danger scoring chances than they're giving up, which is so confusing when you look at these point totals they're just they, they can't finish on these on these scoring chances right they're get they're getting they're getting more shots per game than they're um allowing they have 30 shots per game they're allowing about 29 um the goaltending has been pretty good bishop's got uh a 930 he's got your boy ben bishop 0.692 and quality starts we talked about that uh before that's really really good and he's got goal saved above average, 7.97. We just talked about Vasilevsky, who was negative 1.5. That's that's a pretty big swing in goaltending, right? So goaltending is not the issue here. Uh, they just need to finish. They need to score some goals. Now, they, not tonight. this team started out absolutely <laughs> horrific, and that's definitely playing a factor into some of these stats. And as yeah, long with I'm surprised they're not streak, worse. It, it's playing a factor. Well, yeah, they went opposite. They started the year yep. complete shit. Now they've turned into the best team in the league over the last ten games. If this team gets hot in the playoffs, like they, well, this, <laughs> they is why, this is why I predicted them to be first in the the central. Like they you can think just about go on what streaks, this, the damage. Like, what's going on this, there? Yeah, you think about the damage this team did last year without Pavelski, without Sakara, without uh, who else did they add? Oh, yeah, another now, guy. I know teams can go on streaks. But the how streaky the Dallas Stars are is not normal. Yeah, start the year. It's been crazy. And not yeah. even like the this year is start the year. I'm talking about last year as well. You guys remember their owner, and we brought this up in the podcast a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he went and on the their rant. Owner was, went on a rant and told them that they were playing like fucking Well, that's kind of what I touched on with the coach too, right? Like that's kind of what the unquote. coach. Yeah, well, he, he said uh, his top two players. He literally said top two. Yeah. Sagan, Ben. Yeah. He said they've been bad this year. He's been disappointing with their play. Is that 2019? Out, or is that yeah, 2018? And then he, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's this year. Uh, it's within the last couple of days. And then I think yesterday I, I read a, a tweet where he had to publicly 
uh, apologize for calling out his players like that, or he apologized again? to them. <laughs> so second year in a row, he knows the formula. Oh, He's doing it again. He's doing yeah. it again. Here we go. They did it a little earlier this time to get the boys fired up. <laughs> hey, you funny. can't let it get completely out of hand. They, you know what, though? Like I, I'm looking at it, too. This team's had uh, a couple big injuries, too. Like Roman Polak's gone down. John Klingberg's gone down. Steven Johns has gone down. In what world is Roman, Roman Polak a big injury, though? <laughs> well, he's, I mean, he's decent defensively. Like, he's a good guy to pair with a Klingberg or a Heiskanen, you know, to be a stay-at-home guy who's going to get hits for your team, right? That's, yeah. that he, he does play a role on, on that blue line. And he, we can joke about Polak being bad, but he does his job effectively. So he was he was a good player in uh, in Toronto when he was there too. I know Babcock said that he didn't like to lose him. So, um, and it was a pretty big injury too. I think right he fractured his sternum. Like that's what he did. So he's been out for a while. Klingberg is uh, he went down on November fifth, um, out two to four weeks, and they they don't I don't I don't have an update of, of what's wrong with him. It's just lower body injury. So. Um, he's been missing for the last couple games as well. So they've, they've, they've been battling this year. It's been a battle. We talked about adversity with Tampa. This team might benefit from this adversity too. You know, they yeah. just got a peak at the right time. Now let's go through some of their wins and losses too. Cause I think this is really interesting as well. Okay. So teams they've beaten this year wins Washington, OT, Philly, Ottawa, Anaheim, Minnesota, Colorado with no, uh, Landis, Landis Calgranson, Montreal, Colorado again with no Landis Calgranson, and Calgary. Losses, Boston, St. Louis, Detroit, Calgary in a shootout, Washington, Buffalo, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, uh, and Winnipeg in OT. Hmm. What, what, do you, what do you get from that? Kind of interesting, right? Go through like, that list again. Yeah, Go through that list more one more time. Do you want the losses or the wins? The wins. Okay, wins. Washington OT, Philly, Ottawa, Anaheim, uh, Colorado, again, no key pairs, Colorado again, uh, Minnesota, Montreal, Calgary. Losses? So, Washington, Colorado, that's big wins I, for them. Yeah, I don't, those are some decent teams, and even Colorado yeah, without Colorado their key players, they've won, three, they've won the last three games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, they got lucky there, I think, right? Like that's, I think that's some luck turning their way because if you're if you're playing against Colorado when they don't have those guys in, that's or you know Nathan McKinnon just a division just matchup. Beast. Like that's a that's a four point swing on Colorado, right? Like that's huge central matchup. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, the like the, the teams there that, um, or sorry, we'll we'll go through losses and uh, we'll talk about some teams that I was surprised they lost against. So Boston they they lost against St. Louis, Detroit. Calgary in a shootout, Washington, Buffalo, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and Winnipeg in overtime. So Detroit, obviously, should not be yeah. losing against them. Columbus, Winni- Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg. They got a point at least, but still shouldn't lose to them. I, I highlighted them as well because that's division matchup. Not good. Um, anybody else there that you really think they should that's like, tough, consistently that's tough beat? Games, so. Yeah, so that's what I was going to kind of say. Like Boston is Boston's Boston. St. Louis defending cup champs detroit they should have beat calgary had the most points in the western division last year they lost them in a shootout so that's okay washington won a stanley cup two years ago buffalo had that just crazy start right um columbus should have beat pittsburgh 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 again pittsburgh Sidney crosby 
They, they can do damage. Uh, Winnipeg probably should have beat, but at least they lost in overtime. So, uh, overall, like not it's not the worst. When, once you like start to look at the whole story, right? That, it's been better. I, I agree. It's definitely definitely been tough competition, and the fact that they've started to play better is, is a good sign. And I think it's uh, probably going to ramp up from here. Yeah. Well, do you do we think that they're gonna? Do you think that they can claw their way back into a division spot by the end of the year? I don't I know about a divisional do. spot, but what's the they're going to be right a playoff now? team. What's the record right now? Uh, nine, eight, and two. Yeah, I think. Why not? That's a. That's yeah. A, I think so too. So I guess in that division, it could be. It, it, it could it's be possible. It's yeah. definitely they're one, possible. They're one point. They're record. one point out of a division spot. spot. Yeah, that's and not, they have. There's no ground to gain there as long as you continue staying positive and playing well you're gonna make that divisional spot being only one point out yeah there's still three quarters of the season left yeah right? yes. one point out that's totally possible now if you're if you're still one eight and one or whatever they were i wouldn't yeah. be saying wouldn't yeah. be saying that but they've turned it around somehow so yeah eight one and one their last 10 that's good for them like i i Thank God that they're playing better because I had them first in the central and that would have looked real bad if they didn't make the playoffs. So <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for them big time. Can we I think you did too, Zane. Didn't I convince you? I the convinced Dallas you to change. Yeah. Didn't I convince you to throw them first? Or would you have them Not second? first. No, I wouldn't have them first, but maybe in the playoffs. Okay. I think you had them second. Um, But can we okay. actually move to a team that went 10-0 and when they're in 10-game stretch instead of 8-1-1? Hold on, before before we do that, quick update because we just talked about Tampa. But they're up four nothing six minutes into the game right now against the Rangers. That's what wow. you like to see. They're, well, four <laughs> nothing. They here they are. <laughs> After yeah, we pissed. just spent twenty minutes trashing them. <laughs> yep, and it's four okay. zip. <laughs> do we want to do you want to you want to kind of switch gears and go into the well, hold on, hold on. I yeah? I don't think anyone knew what the team was when I said that because no one oh. gives a shit. That they went. Oh, oh my god! Oh boys! I've heard wow. no talk about the island. No talk in mainstream. I've heard media. lots of talk. Actually, it's been I've all heard, over Instagram. Uh, I've heard so little. Like, like not from like Sportsnet because obviously it's Sportsnet. Um, but like well, yeah, NHL that, Instagram has been pumping their tires. Uh, NBC's Instagram has been pumping their tires. Okay, maybe so Canadian American media stuff has not yeah. focused on the Islanders winning ten in a row, which but is why, why would massive. They? Because it's they? a team in the NHL winning ten in a row. Yeah, fair. That's that's. Did did, did Buffalo get season. that much? Did Buffalo get that much coverage? Oh last yeah, year, Buffalo though? definitely got that much coverage because. Well, Man, I think it's about the same. I think it was about the same. I think. Well, I think I heard about Buffalo more last year than I than I hear about the Islanders yeah. this year. And the last so? two teams uh, to win so. the last two teams to win ten games in a row both missed the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they the just Sabres. beat the they just the Sabres beat the, and the uh, Flyers previously. They just beat the Leafs. Yeah, they have that's points gotta, in the last like thirteen or fourteen games now. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Do do we think they're for real? I'm gonna stick with opinion. the I'm gonna stick with the ten game curse, uh, ten game win streak curse of the last two years. The Sabers bit the dust, and then the Flyers the previous year, or if it was the year before that, I don't really remember. But I know they won ten in a row and they missed the playoffs. Um, and then I think they also lost 10 in a row and made the playoffs one year. So there's some interesting stuff with uh, winning and They've losing 10 They've had really, games in a row. really balanced scoring. I've been, I've been pretty, like, Barzell is leading the way with 16 and 17. But, like, after that, Bailey, 13 and 17. Nelson, 12 and 17. Broussard has played really well for them. Broussard has been a nice surprise. 11 and 17. Olivier, 10 and 17, played well. 
Anders Lee, 10 and 17. Devin Taves, 10 and 17. Then they got a couple guys at seven. Like it's it's been pretty balanced. So uh, they're not the highest scoring team, but man, if we talk about their goaltending, like their their goalies have been have been great. The team has played great in front of them. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we should be like so surprised by this. You know, like Pro- probably not. We probably should. I'm kind of. I'm kind of mad at myself. Like for doubting them. Yeah. I think no, we all kind of doubted them, didn't we? We all weren't super. Well, yeah, I think again. everyone in the entire league, like everyone who's a like, not a lot of people said the Islanders were going to repeat what they did last year, losing John Tavares and then making the playoffs and sweeping the Pittsburgh Penguins. Come on, that's a storybook ending. That's a great season for a team that just lost their captain. Yeah. Does anyone think they're going to actually they were actually going to repeat that year? God no. What they're well, doing is is actually impressive. Do I think it's going to hold up? Probably not. Some some stats to support your theory of it not holding up. What do you think the Corsi right now is? <laughs> you and your Corsi this episode. Um, I know. Well, uh, maybe they're under half then, the way you're saying. They are 44.8%. Oh. Whoa, really? Yep. That's not good. But, high danger, but is that... high danger for 49.1%. So they're giving up more scoring chances. And they're getting well, they, so the high danger is higher than their Corsi. So at least they're when they're getting their chances, it's more high quality chances than the other, like, yeah, in that sense. Like, the yeah, you kind of understand what I'm saying there. Yeah, I got you. So it, yeah, it seems like that's kind of just Barry Trot style or the way that team is built defense, 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 right? Like, that's the that's their team, rely on their defense and goaltending and let Matt Barzell carry the offense. Thomas Grice has a 942 save percentage. Varlamov has a 917. They've both played nine games. Yeah, how about giving a fat contract to Varlamov and then Grice becomes your starter? <laughs> but not to say Varlamov's been pretty damn good himself. So, so GSAA for Grice is 918. He's that's crazy. Done done well. His his quality starts. I I was talking 60. percent He's at 875. Wow. So he's popping off. Uh, Varlamov is let me let me just check real quick um so varlamov for his gsa a is 217 quality starts 0.556 so maybe they should uh go in the direction of grace more here do you think that's until until he cools down yeah ride the hot hand because yeah those are like vesna caliber numbers what if he can play that way for an entire year yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like he's and and he also well. he also had these numbers last year, and this might that might be a testament to the the system that the Islanders play, a good defense. But Absolutely, goalie Barry stats trots. are goalie stats. You know that that's gonna that's gonna get you some votes. Yep, people like stats when they look at goalies. Yes, um, they do. So, Ben, what do you think? Is this team for real? Like we talk about Zane saying that you think that it's a curse. What? Where are you on on this one? Because um, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they're as good as they've shown. I keep mm-hmm. saying that, but they keep proving me wrong. But we'll, I, I honestly just don't think they're as good as they've shown. I don't think the goaltending is that sustainable. That's that's uh, crazy hot. 940 like, or whatever. Yeah, that's insane. That's real good. But I, I no doubt in my mind they're a playoff team. Yeah, it just it comes down to who's going to miss, right? Because Tampa's not in right now. 
Toronto, I think, is, is on the outside looking in. So is Carolina. So there's, those are three teams that you would expect probably to be in the playoffs, and they're all kind of sitting on the outside looking in. So it's interesting. Philly's in there. The Islanders. Florida. Well, we'll see. Montreal's in there. It's crazy. Uh, just just to end up here on, on the Islanders, they actually just sent Andrew Ladd down today on waivers. I saw that. That's kind of crazy. So uh, he's headed down there on a conditioning stint, I believe. And he's coming back from a torn ACL. So it's a tough injury to get over. I'm surprised he got back so early. That entire 2016 free agent class just seems so, so bad. awful. I think that Lucic that is a conversation for another day because it might be the worst of all time. Oh, yeah, it might be. So yeah, much money in term bad. was handed out then. Yeah, like freezing, Bacchus. It, it was bad. It was real bad. Um, do we want to talk about the team that they just beat? The uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> yeah i would love to talk about how bad the leafs are doing the... <laughs> all right let's do it zany lead the way here what what's who, wrong who with the... sent that thing in our chat today the, the I, i'm yeah Zane. just about to yeah no. just yeah. about to touch on that yeah go ahead Zane. that was i thought that was really interesting yeah so they have six even they have six uh regulation wins so far this season yeah i got them do you have them on on hand yes i do it okay. is Six of the seven worst teams in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. That those are the those are the six teams they've beaten. They're all Ottawa, garbage. Columbus, San, yeah, Ottawa, Detroit, yeah, Minnesota, yep, San Jose, yep, LA, yep. yep. Those are the only garbage. team in that bottom seven that they haven't beaten is New Jersey, and I don't think they played them. You you can take it uh, one step further here. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, I don't think, are in a playoff spot right now. They beat them in a in OT. And Philly wasn't in a playoff spot when they played them. They beat them in a shootout. And then the only other team they've beaten is Boston in OT. So they don't have... They they, they have not been good. No, there's no uh, there's no other way to put it. They are not a good team right now, and they but just can't figure it out. Their numbers actually aren't bad. Like, their Corsi... I've, I've been on the Corsi train today, but I'm going to keep going with it, okay? So their Corsi is 53.2, which is pretty good for them, right? Uh, but on reverse to that, their high danger uh, four is 48.4%. That's not that that's that's not great. Oh, they're giving up gas. They're giving up like golden yeah. opportunities. Their D's getting walked too. Like it's it's not good. They're just making a lot of brain dead mistakes. And I and Leafs fans, you thought you hated Jake Gardner. Oh. <laughs> You're Cody wishing season? you had Jake Gardner right now. Yeah. Even though he's playing third third pair in Carolina, you wish you had him on your second pair because that defense is not great. Was it Dubis who was defending uh, CC today or yesterday? Uh, I'm not sure, but he Some, was his. Somebody wants he a bat did for bring him. in Cody CC. Yeah, somebody wants a bat for him the last couple of days. Now, now, is that his? Is is this Kyle Dubis's fault? Absolutely. <laughs> A hundred percent. So it's a hundred percent his fault. Yeah, hold on. Let's 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 go through this, okay? And it's because of one trade he made. So, uh, who are the leaders? Hold on, you're gonna put the the entire blame of this Leafs catastrophe. I think I think he gets a large point, large portion, like probably seventy five percent. Okay. Let's let's go. Let's go to their leaders in points, okay? Yep. Who who were their who are their top five? Matthews, Marner, Tavares. Uh, yep. let's see who would be next. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying to you, you, the way you said it makes me think there's some underdogs that should be up there. No, not necessarily. Um I mean to be perfectly honest, who should be there is probably there. You think so? Okay, yeah. well that okay, okay. So who, like who are their Matthews who are their big and, five? So Matthews, Mario Tavares, Nylander. Yeah. Yep. Those all four, four uh, guys are there on offense. And then who's the Morgan who's Riley? The, who's Would the Bear, is Morgan Barry Riley. there at all? No. At oh, all. Riley. Interesting you said Tyson Barry. Because I haven't heard his name at all. So hold on. Let's let's cover the guys we just talked about there. So Matthews has 26 and 20. Real good. Marner, 18 and 18. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. But for $11 million, or, or was it 10? What, what did he make? I can't remember. He, I'm having a brain 10, fart. 10, 9, 8, 3, or 10, 8, 9, 3. Something for like 10, that. 9, 8, 3, Shit, I'd like... I just pulled I, up Barry's I, stats. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just chill. <laughs> uh, you'd like Martin to be over a point per game. Riley, 17 and 20. Pretty good. Nylander, 16 and 20. Way better than last year. That's good. Tavares, 13 and 13. For 11 million, I'd probably like a little bit more there, too. Um, Tyson Berry, Zane. How many points does Tyson Berry have? Not a lot. Not a lot is right. He has five points in 20 games. And no goals. No goals. Now, who did they trade for uh, Tyson Berry? They gave uh, up Nazem Kadri. They gave up Nazem Kadri. Right. Yeah, they did. How's Kadri doing in Colorado? Well, with their... With their injuries, yeah. <laughs> Pretty He's good. Jumped in the lineup, jumped up the lineup a bit. Playing with McKinnon. That helps. Did they lose a part of their identity when Kadri left? Did they lose yeah, they, that mean? Well, we that talked mean, about that. They nasty... don't have when Bob Babcock talked about the guys getting dirty, dirty head, or just even hit hard. They don't have someone to stand up for him, and that was Kadri. No. He was and the Kadri, guy, and Kadri was also the guy that was throwing those hits. Oh yeah, and being mean and taking that, taking some of the heat off of the top end guys, and he was also contributing. Do you guys remember when I said that the Toronto lost this trade? And you guys thought it was. I you guys thought I was. You guys thought I was crazy. But like, this trade didn't make very much sense to me from this point, right? Who does Barry, like Barry and Morgan Riley are very similar in players, but I think Morgan Riley is better. So why it it just doesn't? It's kind of like the Brett Burns, Eric Carl something for me. Like on the back end, you need to have that one offensive guy who's gonna play power play, who's gonna lead the rushes. But if you have another guy like that who's not. He's he's not playing power play. He's not doing these things. It just, like, what is he there for then? Like, Tyson Berry isn't the greatest defensive player in the world. I think we can all agree on that. No, he's supposed to be that offensive dynamite. But you're right, if Morgan Riley already has that spot, then it cuts his minutes, and that just hurts him and the team. And There's a couple that's... points I want to make. One, Tyson Berry is losing money by the minute. I was just about to say that. He's a yep. UFA this year. and yep. Yep. This was supposed, supposed to be to a, get a fat contract. contract year for him, and yep. that is not happening. Now... The second thing is Mike Babcock, and I don't think his deployment and his use of Tyson Berry is what it should be. Yes, he's got Morgan Riley to do in the first power play, to lead the rush, do that things, but you have a second guy now who can do those things. Utilize him that way, and I don't feel like he has. I don't feel like Babcock's really utilized this lineup at all. And well, I think who, he, who is CC playing with? I think he should it, have the it, large portion of the blame for how this I agree. this team is, and it's not Dubis at seventy five percent; it's Babcock at seventy five percent. I disagree. I, I disagree with that one. I think, but I, I think it's seventy five percent Dubis and twenty five percent Babcock. And who is Morgan Riley playing with defensively right now? Like, who's his partner? Is it Jake Muzzin? I 
Let's let's look up the Leafs I, combination. Because if you think about right their top now. four, right? You got Riley, Muzzin, CC, Barry. Who who are you putting who are you putting Barry in like Muzzin is the only guy there that can play defense. I know yeah. CC's supposed to be like that, but he's not that guy, man. And you can't put Riley or Barry with CC because they're just gonna get exposed. Yeah, and that's have, what's happened. You have Riley with CC. Yeah, Muzzin with Not Barry. Good. Like Riley struggled in his own end this year. He's been walked a couple times real bad against some not so good players too. But they don't they don't have a shutdown D that can play with him. You know who it was prior it was to this Muzzin. season? It was Ron Hainsey. Yeah, Hainsey, and before that it was Polak. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he had a true Polak, shut but... down defenseman, and and that's not Cody Cece. Yeah, well, I think I think Hyman coming back is going to help them too. With some Offensively, grit, some sure, but they they got a. They got a gap. You know, actually, do you know who might be the perfect trade target for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Are you going to say Chris Russell? No. I was going to say you and Chris Russell, but who? Adam Larson. No, nah, too pricey. He's I been hurt since the start of the year. The Oilers have been fine without him. Ethan Bears filled that role. He's a right shot like... defensive defenseman who is good at what he does and could play with Morgan Riley on the top pairing. Okay, but who are you trading for Adam Larson? Like, are you doing like a CC for Larson swap? Because uh, they don't have any, they don't have any salary room for. Those yeah, guys, they, right? they, I don't know who would be coming back. I'm just thinking of, I'm thinking sure. for this team yeah, no, no, no. would be the best. That would help. Case that would help. Yeah, guy to acquire in it, and it's Adam Larson. Probably <sighs> that would help. I don't know what you give up. The Oilers need wingers. They have wingers, but they don't have salary cap to take on Larson's four million and guys to trade out. So yeah. it's um. It's not the perfect match, but that's definitely a guy that, you know, maybe the Oilers take some money off because it's only this year, next year, I believe, for Larson. What do we think about the uh, goaltending fiasco in Toronto right now? With uh, Hutchinson going through waivers. It's the same story as last year. They don't have a backup goalie that's competent. Yeah. Well, is it Hutchinson's fault or is it that he's only playing in back-to-backs when his team's tired and he's playing against better teams? Uh, is he just being deployed in the wrong way? That, but, but he also hasn't played well. But you would rather have the AHL guy up there than Hutchinson? Um, I'd give him a chance. You need, like start, his... you need, you need someone to stop the puck. And if Hutchinson's yeah. not doing that, you had to you give, someone, give someone else a chance. chance. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. What, let's let's run through some Freddie stats here too, because Freddie's been so I think for them. He's got a he's got a nine twelve. He's got six hundred and quality. Nine twelve is not got, where Freddie should be. Well, nine twelve is pretty good when you look at how bad they've been defensively. Oh, it, he's got it, a six hundred yeah. quality starts, yeah, and he's true. actually one point one point seven six in GSS or GSAA. I wasn't so trying to blame Freddie there. I was just saying like that save percentage should be higher considering how good of a goaltender he is. And it's because yeah. of their defense being so bad that it's not. Yeah, I agree. He's fifth in the NHL for shots against. He's faced the fifth of those shots. Um, <laughs> Who's yeah, number one? Who gets peppered the most? David Riddick. <laughs> we'll get to them in the flames. But um, yeah, I mean... You're you're talking about how you think it should be Babcock, right, for the blame. But I think it should be Dubis because if you look at the way he handled, it, it goes all the way back to the Nylander thing. The reason they're in trouble right now is because they don't have enough money to go and get a better defenseman. 
And the reason they don't have enough money to get a defenseman is because of how he's handled his salary stuff. And it's been bad. He's he's. I don't think anybody can defend him when he's fumbled it a little bit, right? They should probably have a couple extra million in, in salary, and that would be a better defenseman to help out on 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 that uh, that decor. But they just don't have it. Well, it's supposed yeah, well, to be Barry with that trade, but just you know, he, which, he went for which, an offensive defenseman, which was again not a good trade. Like, and that's more more heat on Dubis. I think he, both... I don't think he's traded well. The CC trade I don't think was good. I I would rather have um uh sorry who's the guy that went to Ottawa Zaitsev yeah I'd rather have Zaitsev than, than CC and I'd rather have on on how this team's built I'd rather have Kadri than than Barry in terms of I'd rather have Kadri style player over Barry because they already have Riley um there like they don't need another guy like barry so it's just there's too much redundancies on this team now for too many for for it being dubis's fault i think it's fair to say that he doesn't have the coach that is building his lineup and playing the players the way that the roster was built sure i agree with you on that but maybe the roster was just built in a terrible way well, we don't. What we, team? What team built in the way really that Toronto's that. built has won in the last like five or six years? Name a team that's been built and coached in the in the way that you want them to be coached has won the last six years. Like well, Toronto. The, the, oh, who's got like top end offensive skill and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we've like, had loaded, a coach that's... loaded their loaded their top two lines and just said let's run and gun and and won a Stanley Cup. So. I don't think there has been, but the thing is with this Leafs team and, and Kyle Dubas, he's supposed to bring in, you know, the new fresh ideas, the new way to, you know, he's, he, um, all the new analytics that he has and, and the analytics at his yep. disposal. Maybe if he can put the right coach on this team that coaches the way that he wants to and he has, brings in those fresh ideas that this high-powered offensive team can do some real damage, but it's not going to happen with Babcock. I would agree for the most part. I don't think Babcock is the right coach for this team, but I don't think this team is going to win a cup with how it's built right now. They need to make some changes, and they need some changes desperately. It's hard to make that point because that hasn't been proven. It's like... I think it has been proven. Like, I, I think you go back through history. There hasn't been very many run-and-gun teams in the last 20 years. I don't that think that those like run-and-gun teams have had that coach that really understands what that team and and what you can do with that team. But there's probably a reason why there hasn't been a coach like that because the coaches understand that's not the way you want to play. Well, hey, maybe that... But can maybe you think of a coach? Is, maybe this is Kyle Deuce's... Time to bring in a coach that does think like that and see what happens. Like the yeah. last coach I think I think is like that was Eakins, right? No, he didn't he didn't want us to play high powered offense. He wanted us to block shots and defend better. Chop hmm. wood carry water was his motto when we had Taylor Hall and Jordan Everly lighting up Edmonton. Oh, I thought it was okay. That was not a good match at all. Well, I, I just can't think of a and guy. That's, that's actually what's that happening they can right bring now. In. They have Dallas Eakins coaching the Edmonton Oilers. They have Mike Babcock coaching this Toronto Maple Leafs team. Yeah, but okay. Like, can you think of a guy in the NHL that they could bring in right now? So hey, here's the thing. It might be someone new. 
okay, but now I will say he's only you're got- gonna fire Mike Babcock in the hottest market in the NHL. First, first year GM, you're gonna you're gonna fi- or second year GM, you're gonna fire this guy in the hottest market and bring in a guy who's never coached in the NHL before on a team that's supposed to go and compete for a Stanley Cup. So I didn't. That that's why it hasn't happened yet. Oh, I totally agree with you, but and he's only got one shot at bringing in the right guy. So you can't fire Babcock until you have your guy. There's no yeah. is is their guy the AHL guy? Uh, I'm not kinda sure. Seems who, that way, right? I, I'm They're not sure who's AHL guy is. Who their AHL? Oh, the, Mar- the Marlies have, have been a good team though in the AHL. They they've been solid. So I mean, yeah. Well, they, it's been the same guy. The guy who won the yeah. Oh God, can, the, can you find that Zane? What his name is? Because um, he won the Calder a couple of years ago. Yeah, two years ago, and then they they made a run again last year. So, I I think they're trying to groom that guy, and I. Oh, it's I mean, Sheldon he, Keefe. Yeah, okay, I know who Sheldon. Sheld, Keefe is. Yeah, Sheldon Keefe. I I think I think that's the guy. Um, they're waiting for so, but I think that's enough leaps. We've kind of we we kind of went through it there. We've got a couple teams left, and we're kind of running on close to an hour here. So let, let's try to grind through these next couple teams real quick. Okay. All right, let's do it. So, uh, uh, we might not have time for Florida and Philly. Hopefully, we do. I think we got time for one um, more team. You just want one more team? Yeah. Let's choose it well. Montreal, Calgary, Carolina, or Vegas. Let's. Montreal. I think it's between Montreal and Calgary. Montreal. You don't want to talk yeah, about. Let's do it. Montreal. He wants to talk about Montreal. Mm-hmm. It's Grayson's right, time to shine. He's been waiting to talk about this team, and they were uh, off to a good start this year. <laughs> well, I, I picked them to make a division spot. So, um, and hey, they're proving you right. Like so they're far, playing so good well. for you. They, yeah. they look so fast every game they play. Like they're rushing up the ice. Like they're what? flying. Yeah. How, what's your yeah, thoughts, Grayson? What's my thoughts? Is this um, going to hold up? I, I think it's uh, – dude, I might say something unexpected to you, but I think I think our success has been a little deceiving. Ooh. I think uh, we've won some games we definitely should not have won. <laughs> and it's put us in a spot where uh, I think we look a little bit better than we are. But we are we are who we are. Like, we're – I think we're in between 13 and 18 in the league, somewhere in there, 10, 10 to 18 in terms of how good we are. And we play the same way every night. We're just missing. We're missing a McKinnon. We're missing a Connor McDavid. We're missing a. You know what I mean? We're missing a, a top end guy. You can put us over, over the top, and in those clutch moments, help us win games. And, but but we've been. You know what? I'll say that. But the thing that I I love about this team is the heart, and the added. They, there's never a time in a game where we don't think we can win. Doesn't matter what the score is, we go give it 100. percent We grind, and we're fast. We will forecheck. We're gonna put pressure on the other team, and it's kind of ironic. We were just talking about the uh, Maple Leafs and that run and you know, gun. Yeah, they don't want to play run and gun, and, and in a lot of ways, Montreal plays that way without we, the, without the everything. Skill. Yeah, everything is north south. If you're not skating, you're not playing. Uh, everything has to go up the ice. The, the rule is, you know, if you have to make one pass backwards to go forwards, you do it, but it needs to go forwards. So um, I've been really impressed with our young guys you've played. Uh, Suzuki has looked fantastic. Kale Fleury has been a just been a monster this year. He's leading in the league and hits by a rookie. I think he's. I think he set. I think he set up a, a record. I think he had 10 hits in one game. It is like third game, which is like crazy. Um, 
Victor Mete is taking a step forward. He's actually scoring some goals. Hallelujah. <laughs> so that's he's he's like and since he scored goals, it's like a confidence anvil boost. has come off his back. It's a yeah, confidence boost fantastic. for sure. Now, that being said, our penalty kill I, is terrible. It's 28th in the before, NHL. Before you get into brutal. your penalty kill, I will say like the we were comparing the Leafs being you know, high-powered offense, run and gun, but I don't think the Leafs would really work in a full-on north-south game because of how skilled they are. They'd like to make cross-crease, cross-ice passes. They'd like to make those. The, like If they want to take it back because they want to keep possession, you know that might be better suited for them. Because they yeah. have that high powered skill to do that. I just I just think like in you're just talking in terms of a system. I think that Montreal system is very new age where we're like oh, yeah, up the ice. Yeah. We don't we only dump we dump it in only against certain teams. We don't dump it like it's they're very heavily like we're very heavily coached team. You know what I mean? We have um a very balanced lineup and we like to match lines and stuff. So it's very well coached, organized. We have specific strategies we deploy for each team. And yeah, I'm, I mean, props to Claude Julian. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he's done a good job. So, uh, but yeah, no, our PK 28th in the NHL at 74% terrible power play a little bit better this year. It was second dead last, it was second last last year. Now it's 17th at 20%. So that's a little bit better. Um, Carey price has been back to Carey price that we know and love. And I kind of called it this year. I think he's got a nine sixteen, but man it should be a lot worse because <laughs> we've given up some some key uh or some real bad scoring chances and he's made some ridiculous saves this year he made a save uh, against uh columbus when the net came off it wasn't even a save but holy it was probably the best save he's made all year he came across made a massive glove save didn't even count and uh yeah that was he's sick. Got, that oh that was unreal yeah, I was. It was. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was talking about. But yeah, uh, so his GSAA is three point six eight. Uh, quality starts point six six seven. Uh, he's got the fourth most saves in the NHL. He's played real well. And actually, our backup Kincaid. I, I've liked Kincaid what he's done. Uh, he had a rough game his last game, but he he found a way to get the get the win. Um, and the other two starts he had, I think he deserved a better fate. The team didn't play very well in front of him, so. It is what it is, but uh, let's look. Let's let's look at some teams we've beaten. Uh, Toronto in a shootout, St. Louis, Minnesota, St. Louis, Toronto, Arizona, Vegas in overtime, Boston, L.A., Columbus in a shootout. We've lost to Carolina in a shootout, Buffalo in overtime, Detroit, Tampa, Minnesota, San Jose, Dallas, and Philly. So this is kind of why I was saying before. I think it's deceptive because we've lost to some teams we need we need to be beating. Like Detroit need to beat them, San Jose, and how they played this year need to beat them dallas and their rough start probably should have beat them um we also lost to carolina took a point off them buffalo took a point off them that's okay but i mean tampa's tampa we talked about them but um but there's some teams there we, we should be beating and, and the wins we've been getting like toronto shootout we were down in that game that should have been a loss st louis we you know we beat them up pretty good minnesota beat them up pretty good st louis again beat them up pretty good Toronto, Arizona, all good. Vegas should have lost that game. Boston probably should have lost that game. Columbus probably should have lost that game. And LA, we just scraped by by the skin of our teeth. So um, we could very easily, like, it could be very easily 5, 10, and 3 right now. At the same time, like, when you're in a game, you're down by a goal and you end up pulling it out, even though you've probably been dominated. The fact that you're able to keep that to a one goal game and you can pull it out, that's not something to 
be upset about. Absolutely. Because no, oh, yeah, the, and I know we didn't want to talk, or we don't have time to talk about them. But look at the Calgary Flames. That's all they do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Like for the for the Habs, that's that's their trait. That's what makes them who they are. Is the heart and the we're gonna win. Doesn't matter what the score is. Doesn't matter the situation. You're gonna pull it we're out. Gonna we're gonna come back. Like the game against Columbus, their last game. I mean, they got outplayed in the last 10 minutes. They went down with a minute and 30 left, uh, 2-1, and they came back and tied it up in an empty net goal and then won in a shootout with 30 seconds left. So, yeah, they, they just they just keep grinding. Even that Philly game, uh, we lost in uh, overtime against Philly. Uh, I think the penalties in that game were 7 nothing with a penalty shot, so we didn't get a single power play, and Philly had 7. We, we found a way to bring that game to overtime. We got outshot by, like, 20 shots. Carey Price played sick. And we found a way. So, like, that's that's the motto of Montreal, right? We're going to find a way. And my worry is with them is, you know, if you keep being this middle-of-the-road team, though, that is, you know, consistently in between that 10 and 18 range, what is really missing on Montreal is that that guy, like I said earlier, that can stand out. And it's hard to draft that guy. In the 15 range. When you're in that 15 range. Now, thank God... Cole Caulfield tell to us because he might be able to be that guy that yeah. Ovechkin like. And this year in 2020, do you guys still have your first round pick? We do. Yeah. They, this is supposed we to be do not a like great trading. draft year. So. Yeah, we don't like trading first round picks. It's in Montreal too, so I doubt they'll trade it. If you hit in this um, draft, you're going to hit well. Who do you guys think our, our leaders are in points? This is kind of interesting. Domi Druen. Uh, Druen is first, but he's tied with somebody else, and it's not Domi. Gallagher. Domi's, Domi's fifth. No, not Gallagher. Carey Price? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> it's uh they're they're tied with fifteen points in in eighteen games, so I don't want to say it's who else? Nope. Um is, is Shea Weber? Nope. Fourteen and eighteen. Another guy. At wow, 15. that's that's impressive though. Okay, hold on. Don't tell don't tell us. I is it? It's not Kakiemi, is it? No, 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 no. no he's no, been no, hurt, no, no. and he's. That's what I playing. thought. That's what I thought. Oh, is it Tatar? It is Thomas yeah, Tatar, baby. Mister Two Minute uh, Miner. That's my new <laughs> nickname for him. Yeah. What does he lead the league in penalties? Yeah, I think he's second. But um, yeah, so Tatar is tied what, second there. to a goon who's getting five minute majors. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we all we like Deno, Petrie, and Armia are all over ten points as well. There, uh, Suzuki is right there with seven points, but. That Pacioretty trade is starting to look pretty good for Montreal. We got Suzuki, Tatar, 15 points. Yeah, Tom Tatar has been a great Norlander. fit in Montreal, especially after what happened in, in Vegas. Uh, traded for first, second, and third, and then healthy scratch in the playoffs uh, in Vegas' cup yep. run year. And, yep. uh, you know, goes to Montreal, and he, he's found his home. Mm-hmm. He's played well. Um, what was I going to say right before you said that? Oh, I was going to talk about Matthias Norlander too for the Patriot trade. Yeah, he's looked pretty sick. And your penalty in, uh... kill. Our penalty kill is brutal. It is so bad. What's happening? I there? have never. It was so good last year, and it's like people forget how to cover cross ice passes. Did you guys lose anyone that was on that it's penalty like, kill? It's like this. It's like the parting of the Red Sea throughout the middle. <laughs> of the ice. And oh like gosh. guys just sauce passes through the middle, and pray, it's like, I, I would be pissed as a goalie, like. Man, now who um, did you just lose on that penalty like kill though? Um, let me think. I think it's the same as last year. Byron has not looked good this year, as good as he was last year. 
Okay, um, so just some players like have been... lost Jordy. We lost Jordy Ben. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Jordy, 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 Jordy Ben, ben was a penalty name. killer. Yeah, and he was replaced by that. That could Sherrod, be a huge so. part of what's going on. Yeah, but it's not really sure. It's not really defense. It's the cross crease passes from our forwards not blocking that. You know, maybe it's just people have scouted it and found out that it's it's been open this whole time. Well, there's a lot of coaches that make you know roster decisions of who's playing that day based on who needs to penalty kill. Yeah, and if you're missing a, a key guy on that kill on on that unit, you might screw up the entire system. That's not us. Like our our penalty kills guys are Dano, who's our first line center, and then we got Lekkinen who plays like second, third line. Uh, Nate Thompson plays, but he's like been solid this year. Fourth line setter. He's been real good. Like he won't come out of the lineup. Um, then the other forward is Paul Byron, who I've said is kind of struggled this year. So um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but um, hopefully that improves. Cause that's, I think that's why we've lost a bunch of these games is our penalty kill is brutal. It's, it was at like 65% a couple weeks ago. Now it's up to 74, so it's slowly getting better. But it was bad at the start of the year, so. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about Montreal? Like, do you still do you think their prediction holds up? Atlantic, right? Do you think their prediction holds up? Do I think they're a division team? Mm-hmm. Um, with how Toronto's playing right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I like it better than Florida. So... I mean, with Tampa, the way they're rolling, um, like Tampa should pass us. I, I, yeah, I'll I'll say yes. Sure. I'll, I'll go for it. I'll say, yeah, I say that I think we're going to, we're going to finish third. I'm also going to go with, yeah, I believe in the Canadian teams, guys. I think we're all going to make the playoffs this year and there's going to be sunshine and rainbows. At the same time though, if we didn't make the playoffs, I would be okay with that because I like my first round picks and I like my young guys and we need more of them. So. Give me more skill. Yeah, this would be the year to miss the playoffs, though. Vancouver. Yes, yeah, the would. top ten is real good. Well, I guess Vancouver yeah. does has the option, but uh, it's not like they gave away their first unprotected. Is what I'm saying. No, yeah. It's, if we make the playoffs, we Which, should give it up. By the way, it's looked amazing for you guys. Uh, yeah, JT Miller has been awesome, so no problem with that trade. Do we have enough time to cover Calgary quickly, or no? Real quick. Okay, let's let's just do Calgary real quick because. So why don't you go into the Zen? You you got some shit you want to say? Well, about them, they right? they've done the same thing as last year, and this is why I called this team a fraud last season. They play like dog shit for forty minutes, sometimes even fifty, and they're down two nothing. They're down three nothing. They're down one nothing, or they're down by a couple goals, and they find a way to to come back and win the game. Which yeah is impressive, but it's not sustainable in playoff hockey. Which has shown the last couple of yep. years that they've been bounced early and often. Yep. They have good. They have really good possession numbers and scoring chances and danger. Like their all their advanced stats are actually really good. Like Corsi fifty two, uh, high danger fifty one, and then scoring chances for fifty two percent. So like, they're they got good stats. Their goaltending has been good for the most part. Uh, he, I think he's just been overused a little bit so far. He's got the most saves in the NHL. Rich, big um, save, Dave. Yeah, Rich. They're they're giving up on average one more shot than they're um, shooting. So like that. Now, while yeah, he's parts. at the top of the league, there, I, I think their team MVP has been Matthew Chuck. Oh, absolutely! Oh, he's yeah, got, he's 100%. got he's twenty and twenty-one, uh, and then from there it's Gaudreau eighteen and twenty-one, Lindholm seventeen and twenty-one, Monahan seventeen and twenty-one, Giordano thirteen and twenty-one, and then their depth scoring after that, after those five guys, that's the next highest player. Play, right? 
Uh, yeah, points yeah. to games played. Yeah. Uh, the next highest player on the roster, I believe, is Derek Ryan. Wow. So it just falls off. And I think he's got seven. Let me, let me oh. double check there. I, as an Oilers oh, fan, boy. I should be talking about depth, but. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Derek Ryan's got Derek Ryan's got nine and twenty-one, and he's six on their team. In since Matthew Tuchuk has entered the league, I have hated his guts, but I'm honestly starting to respect him now. He's backed up the shit that he's pulling with amazing play to the level of dare I say Brad Marchand. Yeah, he's good. I think he's one of the more. I think he's one of the most elite uh, wingers in the game right now. Yeah, yeah. In I, terms of that between the legs like, overtime goal, I I think it's goal of the year. Yeah, I mean he does it all, right? He's a enforcer type guy, like likes to be physical. He's also a pest. He's also a point producer. Like he does it all. Yeah, those guys are hard to find, and he can also take faceoffs too because he played. Uh, I think he played some center when he was in London his junior days. So like he he can do it all. He's good. He can play both sides too. He can play right wing, left wing. Good player. Yeah, I, um, I just don't think this is going to hold up, and I'm not sure if it's a... They need a better well, sec, center core. Michael Backlund's not a good second-line yeah. center. Yeah, yeah we've, we've harped on that. Yeah, we've, we've it's proving that. true. I'm pretty can sure we go through their schedule? The day. Like, can we go through yeah, their yeah, schedule real it, quick, it, and then let's, let's, uh, let's kind of finish on that? Yep. So wins, New Jersey, Vancouver, Dallas in a shootout, Philly, Detroit, Anaheim, uh, Florida to shootout, Nashville OT, Columbus, Arizona, OT. Uh, losses, Car- or Colorado. Um, that's when they had their uh, big boys in there. Uh, LA, OT, Vegas, San Jose, LA, Washington, Winnipeg, OT, Carolina, Washington, St. Louis, OT. So, like, from just, like, a first glimpse of and me, like, closing my eyes and hearing the names, they've lost to some teams that are not good. Multiple times. They've lost to LA twice. Yeah, and not a lot of teams are losing to LA, so no, it's. I think it's just because of the way they play. If you're always falling down in games, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Even if it's a bad team, if you're going down to them, it's going to be tough to battle back. And sometimes it's going to work, but that formula is not going to continue to, at least in the playoffs, is not going to continue to happen. And and you're going to see some losses in uh, in regular season games to teams that they shouldn't lose to because they're always falling behind the eight ball. And, and yeah, it, it works for them sometimes, but it's just not, it's not a formula for success, especially when it matters most in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, their special teams has, have been somewhat average. Their, their PK has been good. It's been seventh, seventh in NHL at 85%, but their power play is 18th, which is, there's too much skill on that team for that, for that to be 18th. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'll agree with you. Like they've beaten some teams. They definitely should, uh, probably not have beaten but they've also lost against the teams that they should have beaten that's kind of been a wish wash there um let's close up to i just want to say like uh tj brody went down today in practice yeah, oh, yeah that was, uh, that's tough to see you never yeah, want to see some that. he was convulsing and seizing i i I'm, I'm just gonna you know it seems like he's doing better. prayers there yeah for him. i hope he's, like he's i hope he's better, good which is good yeah, yeah i i don't know what the issue was i don't think they've released it yet uh, but the team is saying that he's alert and responsive, and he's been like he's been moving around, and so that like that's good. But I, yeah, I hope that never they never want to see that. Yeah, no I hope it's not team, like, career. Who. I hope yeah. it's not career threatening or anything. So, um, he is in a contract year too, which is again like you just hate to see it. So, and I also like uh, I'm thought... really happy that didn't happen in the middle of a game because oh like... yeah, yeah. No, um, you don't want to see it ever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. 
thoughts to him. I hope he has a recovery or they figure out what the hell is wrong with Definitely. him because that's, that's not good. Um, so I guess that's all the time we have. Zane's actually got to head out. We kind of just squeaked in this episode quick because it was a good time for us to record here. Um, we kind of missed a couple teams we said we were going to talk about, but uh, hopefully next in, in our next episode, maybe we'll, we'll touch on them. Um, yeah, Carolina, Vegas, Philly, Florida. Those are the those are the teams that we, we kind of missed, <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. But uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. So if you guys liked the content we we, we just put out, you know, if you liked this episode, give us a follow at Hockey Heaven Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're gonna be releasing episodes every every two weeks around then. Uh, sometimes it's two and a half. Sometimes it'll be like one and a half, kind of around there. We kind of just try to squeak it in whenever we uh, we can. Ben's busy at school. Zane's Zane's, Zane's busy. I'm busy. We're, we, you know. We, we do our best so uh thanks for the support guys uh leave some comments what you guys think what you guys uh, your own opinions on these teams we just covered um and we'll, we'll see you guys in two weeks thanks see you guys